the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. I uh, have a question for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hello. Welcome to the program. But I got a question to start out uh, today's show. Let's say, let's say you're, oh, you're at, what's a good restaurant? The Olive Garden. You're at the Olive Garden and uh, the the waiter comes by and you've got your big, do they still do the big bowl of salad? Uh, you've got that big bowl of salad, you got the breadsticks and they're bringing the, uh, the, the um, uh, those delicious uh, garlic sticks, the garlic bread to you. And all of a sudden a guy burst into the restaurant and he's got a gun and and he's demanding that everybody in the restaurant turn over all of their jewelry and their wallets and their cell phones and whatnot. It's an armed robbery at the Olive Garden. So let's say that there's somebody at the – let's say you are legally allowed to have a, a firearm and you've got that gun on your person and you decide to take out the armed robber. First of all, would you do it? And number two, if you did it, should you face charges? Now, this is, I know there's a lot going on in the country, and we're going to get to a lot of the, this crazy stuff in Washington, but there's a story out of Houston. And the reason I ask this story is, or this question is because it is a real issue facing the good people of Houston, Texas. So last week, and we told you the story on the website, and we actually had the video of what happened. This dude, who is a career criminal, walks into a taco joint. And he's got a gun. Everything is on video. There is no doubt about what happened at all. We see everything from the vantage point of this video camera. So this guy walks into the uh, the, the taco joint. He's wearing all black clothing. He's got a black ski mask. He's wearing gloves. And he's got a pistol. And he's pointing the pistol at every customer in the restaurant, and he's demanding their money. And while he's demanding their money, another customer, so the, the robber turns his back and he's about to walk out of the, with all of the loot. And one of the customers stands up, pulls out his gun and starts shooting the bad guy. Pow, 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 nine times shot the guy and then went over and shot him again to make sure he was dead. And by the way, this guy, the, the dead guy, uh, he's a career criminal. So anyway, and I love what happened next, because in the the good guy with the gun, it turns out, by the way, that the robber had a fake gun, a plastic gun, 
the good guy with the gun then collects all the all the cell phones and the wallets and the purses and the money, and he returns it to every customer in the restaurant. Every person in that restaurant said that man was a hero. Every single one of them. The owner of the state, the owner of the the taco joint, said that this guy is a hero. And they they had no idea what would have happened had he not stood up and done because again nobody knew that it was a fake gun nobody knew so now Houston police they were trying to figure out who the guy was the good guy the good Samaritan and they finally figured it out and they brought the guy in for questioning and now it's possible that this hero could face charges they're actually bringing this before a grand jury and I can't imagine anybody on that grand jury willing to, to to send this guy to prison or to indict this guy. So anyway, the the good guy with the gun had to lawyer up, so now he's out money. The attorney by the name of Juan Guerrera Jr. released a statement. I want to read this to you. He says, My client, who wishes to remain anonymous, was dining with a friend at El Ranchito Taco Place. And by the way, it looks like a great taco joint. Uh And as it has been seen on video, a robbery suspect entered the restaurant, pointed a weapon at my client and the other customers demanding money. In fear of his life and his friend's life, my client acted to protect everyone in the restaurant. In Texas, a shooting is justified in self-defense, defense of others, and in defense of property. The customer has met with the Harris County District Attorney's Office and investigators with HPD homicide. He fully intends to cooperate with the ongoing investigation. When the investigation is complete, this case will be presented to a grand jury. We are confident a grand jury will conclude the shooting was justified under Texas law. Now, look, before we get to before we get to your calls, and I'm going to the question is, what would you do and was this guy justified? 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. You're sitting there on the grand jury panel. How do you respond to that? The attorney goes on to say, this event has been very traumatic. Taking a human life is something that he does not take lightly and will burden him for the rest of his life. And for that reason, he wishes to remain anonymous. And I get that. And it sounds to me like this is just a good and decent guy who was trying to have a, a... a lunch or dinner with his friend and thank god this guy had a gun because again we have no idea what could have happened and now and now he is facing a possible sentence or a charge simply because he did the right thing here do you think the guy did the right thing that's the question and what would you do i just don't understand and they talk about the the investigators i mean it's pretty clear what happened all you need to do is interview everybody in the restaurant, take a look at the video footage, and say, case closed. If that guy had not gone in there wearing his ski mask and holding a fake gun and robbing people, he would still be alive today. So what would you do, ladies and gentlemen? Let's go to the phones here, already lighting up today. Lakeland, Tennessee, Jim, listening to us on KWAM. Jim, what would you do? I would take him out in a second and wouldn't think anything about it. I carry insurance with USCCA insurance company that covers me for two and a half million dollars, attorney fees and everything. Now, I mean, in a case like that, when they walk in, they ain't coming in to welcome you in the restaurant. If he pulls a gun, you have a split second to decide if that gun is real or if that gun is not. 
And if you don't take the chance, that gun just could have been real just as easy. He took him out. He did the right thing, and he shouldn't even be had to be questioned about it. I, I will say this. I will commend the guy for being a good shot uh, because he 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 did exactly as he should have done in a situation like that. Jim, we appreciate that call. Thank you for listening. Let's go to Jerry in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Jerry, what would you do? Hello. Hi there, Jerry. You're on the air. What you would there? you do? Yep, you're on the air. Go for it. Put me on hold. Try me again, please. All right, let's put. All right, get that figured out, please. Here, guys, let's go to Doug in Illinois. All right, Doug, what would you do? Hey, Todd. Hey, uh, great show as always. And uh, taught you on uh, Rob Smith the other night. Uh, great job with that. Oh, last but, night. Um, yeah, yeah. Before I we have a yeah, concealed carry in Illinois, and what they taught us in our class is, you know, if you're in great fear of bodily harm or, or death, uh, then you can defend yourself with uh, a deadly force. But, like, if somebody robbed you with a handgun and then turned and ran away and then you shot them as they were running away, you could be in legal issue because if they're running away, you're no long, they're no longer a threat to you. That doesn't mean they couldn't stop and turn around and try to shoot you. Um, I'm not seeing the video you're talking about, but he... I well, would the try video, to do the same thing he did, but he Doug, could find himself in trouble. Doug, let me jump in here. Um, Doug, the video shows the guy going around. He went around the restaurant. It's not a very large restaurant. Uh, going around, pointing the gun at people, demanding they turn over their cash. Looked like he was uh, heading towards the door and heading out. And that's when, as soon as that guy had his back to the guy with the gun, that's when the Good Samaritan opened fire. All right. You know what, guys? I think we've got an issue with our phones. Uh, Doug, we appreciate the call. Hang tight if you're on hold. We're going to take a break now. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost nine hundred grand. If you run a business, a church, or a nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. Refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is the Todd Stearns Radio Program. I don't. Did we forget to pay the phone bill? Bill around? I don't know. Uh, but we're having a phone issue. Hang tight if you're on hold. Don't go anywhere. Uh, we're working on on getting to you. We are expecting Senator Marsha Blackburn to be here, but again, with our phone situation, uh, that's going to be a bit of of a challenge right now. So hang tight, ladies and gentlemen, as uh, our engineers are working diligently to uh, get this get this issue resolved. You know, we we again talk about um, 
we talk about fresh starts. What does that actually mean? It's the brand new year. Everybody's uh, heading over to the gym. You're doing the exercise. You're doing the walking. A lot of people uh, heading to the produce section, an area of the supermarket maybe you ignore for most of the year, but it's an opportunity to fresh start with uh, with your eating habits. And uh, one of the things that I've been doing, uh, which is has been pretty awesome for me, is I've been doing more uh, veggies, more fruits. But again, I don't have a lot of time. I'm always busy. And that's why I am very happy to be a consumer of Balance of Nature. As a matter of fact, Balance of Nature, they have all the fruits, all the veggies you need sourced from 31 whole fruits and vegetables. And you get maximum nutrition with their star product, the fruits and veggies in a capsule. I take them every day uh, right before I, I, I come onto the radio program, as a matter of fact. And I want you to check them out as well. You're going to love this stuff. Uh, right now, we have a limited offer for listeners of the Todd Stearns radio program. You're going to get $25 off plus free fiber and spice with your first prefer, preferred order of fruits and veggies. And you got to use my discount code, Todd. Uh, and they're going to give you some uh, some great deals. Uh, the offer can end at any time. So that's why you need to go right now to balanceofnature.com and use the discount code Todd. That's balanceofnature.com. Use the discount code Todd. Or you can give them a call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or go to balanceofnature.com and use that discount code Todd. So again, I want to go back to this story out of Houston, Texas. And we live in a society, and Houston, by the way, is just insane. Uh, they've got liberals who control everything over there, and in, including the criminal justice system. Houston is a liberal city. And the issue at hand is what do we do with these criminals? Because a lot of these a lot of these district attorneys are treating the criminals like they're victims. We do that here in we do that here in Memphis, Tennessee, where we base our national radio program. So at what point do we finally stand up and say enough is enough? At what point do we say we've got to start cracking down on these criminals? And here we are in Houston, Texas, and honest to goodness, I feel horrible for this guy. Nobody wants to take another person's life. I know a lot of law abiding gun owners who won't even go out and hunt because they don't they don't want to take another they 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 don't want to take another life they even if it's a little deer in the woods or whatever but they have that weapon to protect their families to protect their loved ones to protect their businesses to protect themselves so i get it i mean this is it it's a heartbreaking thing this guy's going through he wanted he didn't go to that restaurant thinking okay i'm going to take somebody's life he went to that restaurant thinking man i want some good tacos and this is the place to go so what would you do if you were in that situation? Now, I think we're getting the phone situations worked out. Lines are open now, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. But the other day, there was a situation. I'll give you another great example of this. There was a guy pulled over by cops in Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, the guy starts running from police. Police chase after the guy. And what happens? The guy starts having chest pains. They take the guy to the hospital. Did the police shoot the guy? Nope. Did they tase the guy? No, they did not. What did they do? Nothing. They just chased the suspect. The suspect has heart has some sort of a heart issue. They take him to the hospital, and the guy dies. 
And so now you've got this big investigation and the district attorney's out there saying, oh, well, we've got to investigate this. We have to figure out what the police did. So now it's the police aren't allowed to go and chase a bad guy? As a matter of fact, one of the local television stations in Memphis, Tennessee, they actually said that the guy that died was a victim slash suspect. No, he was a suspect. He ran from police. And the family, and you know how they do, you know how they do, the local TV reporters. Oh, but he was such a nice boy. He was just getting his life back together again. He was going to college, and he was, uh, you know what? We don't care. The guy ran from police. You get pulled over, you don't run from the police. And it's not that he just ran from the police. He got out of his car and ran away. What does that tell you? Let's go to the phones here. David in Gainesville, Georgia. All right, David, what would what would you do if you were that guy in the taco joint? Well, first of all, Todd, I don't know exactly what I would do in that situation. I hope I'm never faced with it. Uh, you had a previous caller, you know, comment on it and then say, Todd, I haven't seen the video. And you really need to see the video, um, and I have seen it, to, to make an educated, you know, guess because, you know, he comes up, and the guy, he shoots the guy, he's face down, and then he walks over and just unloads the clip in him. So you kind of got to see the video. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not saying what I would have done. But those last shots after the guy's down, a threat to nobody, you know, that could get him in some trouble. That's that's the only – when you look at the video, I know exactly what you're talking about because he does walk over after the guy is clearly down and the guy walks over and shoots him again. And you can hear every single – I mean, you've got the audio, you've got the video, the whole nine yards. It's all there. Uh, we've got it up on our website. Uh, you're right. He goes over once that guy is down and walks over and shoots him at point-blank range. Maybe that could be a problem. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I, I just, you know, it's, it's, it's disturbing. But uh, It is disturbing. But, David, nowadays, you've got to ask yourself, what do you do if you're in that situation? Because I'm telling you, there's a pretty good chance all of us may be in that situation one day. And, you you know, you never know how you're going to act, how you're going to respond. Uh, but, again, if that had been a real gun, it could have been a danger. It could have been a much more dangerous situation. Yeah, you're right. All right, David, appreciate that call. Let's go to Doug in Illinois. Doug, sorry about that earlier, but I think we got it all worked out now. Hey, no problem at all. No problem at all. Hey, I do have a concealed carry permit uh, in Illinois, and in our class, they teach you if you're in fear of great bodily harm or death, then you have a right to defend yourself, uh, anyone around you. If you're in a place you have a legal right to be, um, and I'll kind of go with what your last caller said. I have not seen the video, so I can't really speak to that specifically. But if somebody were to break in my house with a handgun and then run out of my house and they're running down the sidewalk and I decide to shoot them as they're running away in Illinois, that would be a problem because if he's running away, he's no longer a threat to me. You see, and this is where it's, it this is where it could get sticky, Doug, because the yeah. guy is. It looks like he's finished robbing everybody, and he's getting ready to walk out of the the taco joint. Yeah, but they don't know that, and they had no sure. way of knowing if that guy was going to turn around and shoot everybody on his way out the exactly. door. They had no way to know it was a fake yeah. gun. Yeah, I probably you know to a degree would have done the same thing. Um, I mean, I I carry my gun. I live near the Quad Cities area. Uh, 
uh, Illinois and Iowa, anytime I go to the Quad Cities, I always have my handgun with me. And it's a tool. If you're if your screwdriver's at home in the toolbox and you need a screwdriver, that's the wrong place for it to be. Uh, yes. So a handgun is it's just a tool. Yeah. Uh, I carry it with me and, you know, hope the good Lord I never need it. But if I need it, I've got it. And Doug, got to run there, my so friend. So we're running we're running late here, Doug. Appreciate the call. 844-747-8868, our toll-free telephone number. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. The Biden administration has caused a financial crisis, and they don't have a clue how to fix it, folks. Our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you're vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, it's physical, and it's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold. They can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can fit in a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. We got all the uh, tech demons exorcised. We had to call Pastor Robert Jeffers. He does uh, exorcisms by phone. No, I'm just kidding. I think he does that. Uh, welcome back to the Todd Starts Radio Program. So, look, uh, to, to put a to put a bow on this crazy story out of Houston, Texas, where the guy, this good Samaritan who opened fire, uh, taking down a robber, uh, now is is facing a grand jury hearing, could face charges as a result of of what he did. Uh, We understand he fired at least nine shots. The video is up on our website, toddsterns.com. You can uh, search for it there on the uh, the website uh, and take a look at it. Uh, what would you have done in that situation if you're on the grand jury? Is this guy does this guy get indicted or not? Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight toll free telephone number. That's eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Doug on the talk station in North Carolina. All right, Doug, what say you? Hi, hi. Can you hear me? Okay, you're coming in loud and clear, Doug. Uh, yeah, I'm also a concealed carry holder, and when we went through the classes here in North Carolina. One of the things we learned is whether or not they press charges against you, of course, depends on uh, whether or not you're actually, uh, you know, uh, in fear of your life. But when the guy went over there and shot him when he was down, that that I could see that being a problem. And uh, it, it, but if he, I hadn't seen the video, but if he had turned around and was going to point the gun at him, he was po- fully justified. But when when everything is said and done, they told us in class that uh, uh, for all intents and purposes, whether or not the district attorney wants to press charges or not has to do with whether he's up for re-election, whether or not you've got a conser- or, you know, oh, conservative brother. district attorney, that kind of stuff. That's what really counts, because those guys are the ones that, that will press charges or not press charges. Now, if it's in Texas, I understand that it's a, it's a, you know, you can, you can defend yourself. 
but again, if it's a if it's a liberal type of a organization in their uh, criminal justice system, you could very well have a problem from that direction. Doug, I haven't taken concealed. I haven't taken that class, so I, I so I I don't know the answer to this question, which is why I'm asking it. Um, do they tell you say 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 you're in a situation like that? Do they tell you okay, you're allowed under the law to fire one shot, or you just do you keep shooting till the uh, till the the, <clears throat> the danger's been eliminated? Well, uh, whenever, you know, for all intents and purposes, when you have the necessity of firing your weapon, first of all, they told us the last thing you ever want to do is to fire a weapon because you just open yourself up to a huge liability issue. Uh, whether or not you're saving your family or not, you've just opened that can of worms. But uh, firing many times or one time, I don't think makes too much difference, at least from what they've taught us. Uh, the reality is, uh, no matter what, the uh, district attorney, if they're going to press charges, is going to use however many shots you fired against you. There's no doubt about it. That's why I pay so much a month for USCCA to, co- to cover me legally so that I have an equal uh, attorney at my, uh, you know, that I can use that will actually protect my my you know my issue, and, and that's the thing here, Doug. And, and I know we we talk a lot about safety on this on this radio show and how it's important to be prepared. You never want to have to use that weapon. That's the whole point. You never want to have to use it. But when you do, exactly. But when you do, it needs to be there, and you need to be able to you know be protected and know your rights under the law. That's exactly right. All right, Doug, good intel. Thank you for that. Uh, let's go to Tony, Daytona Beach. Tony, what say you? What's on your mind? Todd, I think he's covered. Uh, through military law enforcement and civilian law enforcement training, I've always been taught that it was perfectly legal to shoot an escaping felon. Uh, in addition to that, uh, the only conflict of interest in the video was when he walked up behind him and I guess shot him in the back of the head, the, the suspect. However, he would be covered under Good Samaritan Law. Your adrenaline is flowing. You're trying to uh, stop a situation that could be perfectly dangerous and deadly and you just react. Um, I've pulled my weapon several times throughout the course of my career. Never had to shoot anybody, thankfully. And when you reholster and you got the you have the situation under control, your adrenaline is flowing in a police situation. And these are trained people. Here was a non-trained uh, civilian who, under the Good Samaritan law, was trying to stop the threat. As far as him running away and whatnot, it's perfectly legal, to my understanding, unless they change the the law, uh, that you can shoot an escaping felon. All right, Tony, appreciate that intel, and uh, thanks for calling in and listening to us on the KWAM app. Uh, by the way, you if you do not have our app, you should really consider downloading it. Not only are you able to listen to us all over America, but you're also able to send us messages. 
And you can do it free of charge. You say, Todd, how do I get that app? It's very simple. Go to our live show blog over at ToddSterns.com. Click on the app, and uh, you'll be able to download it, again, free. And you're going to be able to listen not only this radio program, but 24 hours of conservative talk programming, uh, including Sebastian Gorka, Lars Larson, and many others. Uh, let's go to Terry, Memphis, Tennessee, listening to us on our flagship station, KWAM. All right, Terry, what would you do in this kind of a situation? I think I would probably do exactly what the guy done. I might not walk over to him at the end, but I think I would. But I, anyway, I got a story to relay about a state trooper. I can't remember which side the state line it's on, but we're talking about Georgia and South Carolina. There's a highway named for a state trooper who, after a gun battle, had the criminal laying on the ground, still alive. The trooper was standing not far from him and sort of to his side. But anyway, the criminal manages to squeeze off the last round of the in his weapon. The bullet entered the trooper's left side, traveled into his heart, and the trooper is dead with a round still left in his gun. Is that right? Yes. So just because the criminal is laying down on the ground does not mean he's not a threat. Terry, that's that's actually some good advice there. And, and again, the, these people at that moment had no idea what that guy was capable of doing. And the, the fact that he was headed towards the door, I mean, nobody knew if he was going to turn around, if he was going to shoot. Of course, exactly. it Exactly. I mean, I nobody knew. comments on the Facebook. Uh, you, you don't know if he's going to do a 180. You know, here's the here's the lesson here. Don't rob a taco joint. How about that? Just don't rob yeah, a taco I place. I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, Terry, appreciate the call. Uh, let's go to Jerry. Uh, we lost that connection earlier. Jerry, my apologies. Uh, don't hold it against not, us. It happens. Not at all. Thank, <laughs> yeah, I understand. Thank you. Um, I was calling up earlier to... And I, this has been addressed. Uh, I, I've taken NRA courses. Um, you know, shooting somebody in the back nine times isn't a good idea. And then standing over, I, it's, I actually asked that question. You know, like your previous caller said, to make sure he was dead. You can't, you can't stand over somebody and execute him. And to, as far as the, the, you know, a couple of callers, somebody talked about adrenaline. I was in a situation in Illinois before I moved down here where somebody was trying to break into my house Christmas night. I was standing on the other side of the door with my gun, screaming at them. My wife was on the phone with 911. I was screaming not only at who was trying to break into my house, but to the police so they could hear what I was saying about go away, I got a gun, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, it was my drunken neighbor's next door kid. Oh, You can't go around, you can't just go around shooting people. You're sure as, you know what? can't shoot somebody nine times in the back or seven times in the back and then twice in the back of the head. Come on. Come on. So this, you think this, it was overkill? Ridiculous. Uh, yes, and every time a cop does it, too. I mean, I'm, I'm real pro-police, but you've seen the videos. You, you, I'm from Chicago. I can't think of the kid's name, but there was a, uh, a situation a number of years ago where a cop shot a kid 15 times. All right. <laughs> Jerry, we've got you down. Uh, folks, Jerry from Oak Ridge says, over, sounds like overkill to him. Um, we have a lot of people weighing in on the social media page over at Facebook. And uh, one of the guys says, 
that um, the dude was just walking out of the store. It was overkill. The poor guy was probably down on his luck, had not eaten in days, and was trying to mostly peacefully force people out of change. What? Are you kidding me? Uh, This is David saying that uh, he gets gunned down like cattle to slaughter. It just seems to me, again, if you don't want to get shot, don't go rob the taco joint. It's pretty simple, actually. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We are getting ready for our big trip of a lifetime, our Stand with Israel tour. I'll be leading a delegation of our listeners to the Holy Land in November of 2023, and we want you to join us. If you go to our website, toddsterns.com, you'll see all the information there at the top of the page. Uh, This is going to be seven days, seven nights, first class trip. You're going to be staying in beautiful hotels, visiting all of the major Holy Land sites, and you're also going to be getting exclusive meetings with Israeli government leaders, all part of our Stand with Israel tour, and you can sign up at toddstarns.com. We'll be right back. I've noticed that when I go to the shopping mall and buy one of the towels, they just don't seem to work very well. They feel too soft and too lotion-y. They just don't absorb the water. Well, our good friend Mike Lindell over at MyPillow has found a solution, and you've got to get yourself one of his brand-new towels. These things are incredible, and best of all, they're made right here in the U.S., and all of his towels come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to be able to get a six-piece set, two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, all made with USA cotton. They are soft yet absorbent, and you're normally going to pay over $100, but thanks to our good friend Mike Lindell, $39.99. That's it. It's a great deal. All you have to do, go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Just enter the promo code STARNS or you can call 800-839-8506 for some incredible radio specials. Again, MyPillow.com, promo code STARNS. So the airplanes are, are flying again. That's that's good news, I reckon. What a mess. Uh, the What, the FAA issuing a ground stop, thousands of flights all over the country, grounded. Is uh, is Secretary Pete, is he, is he off maternity leave yet? Do we know? Is he back on the job? Because this guy, what the guy couldn't even fill potholes in South Bend, Indiana. And we're really surprised that the entire infrastructure of the country is collapsing. I don't know about that. Anyway, we're, we've got some audio coming up. Uh, we'll talk more about that in the next hour. I want to go to the phones, though. Let's uh, talk to Rob in North Carolina. And, Rob, I understand you are a security officer at, at your church. How's it going? Going good, Todd. Good to hear from you. All uh, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm on a security team, actually, at my church. have been for seven, eight years. But we always get briefed. Uh, occasionally in a meeting, which we had last night. But it's always brought up that if you ever have to pull your weapon and fire it, make sure it's for extremely good reason, because the criminal can end up with a lot more rights than you have. But it, but again, you know, it's it, unfortunately it's necessary to have a security team in the church, which is sounds odd, but it is. It's sad, it is isn't it, Rob? Nowadays. Yeah, you're right. It is necessary. 
but you know, in a in a liberal's mind, you'll never see anybody come on the news that's in the liberal media and say anything good about a weapon. There'll always be something extremely negative that's happened with the weapon. And the reason for that is is because technically they don't want anybody to have a weapon. You know, I mean, the, the agenda is to do away with weapons, to let them re- achieve their goals. Rob, but, uh, the, the whole point of this gun grab movement, and, and we hear this all the time, that it's all about safety. Yeah. It's not about safety. This is about disarming the American people. You want to know why exactly. Amer- you want to know why America has never been invaded? The answer is very simple. It's because just about every citizen in the country is armed with a weapon. Other countries know this and they don't want any piece of that at all, which is why they're standing down. They don't want to mess with a bunch of grandmas, pistol packing grandmas from North Carolina. They know what's going to come their way, and and that's the reason sure. why. So they want to disarm the American people, and that's why there is a massive anti-gun education program in place in our public schools. They're trying to they're trying to stop next generation because they know that those of us who are older, uh, they know that we're not going to be giving up our weapons. So they're using Correct. the school system to try and change hearts and minds. Rob, appreciate that yeah. call, and uh, thank you for standing guard at your church. Uh, let's go to Michael in North Carolina. Michael, what say you? Well, all I'm going to say is justice was served. If you don't want to get shot, don't pay the thug life. Well, there you go. And, Michael, I think we got a bad phone connection there, but uh, we, got the, uh, we got the gist of it. Uh, look, I think justice was served. And I hope that the grand jury and the latest information there is the grand the the case is being referred to the grand jury and and I I I think you're going to be hard pressed to find anybody on that jury that's going to be willing to uh, to to indict this guy. I think he did the right thing. All right, uh, coming up a little bit later, we've got our good buddy uh, Congressman Andy Biggs uh, talking about the new Congress and the investigations that are getting uh, cranked up. Also, right after the top of the hour news, you're going to want to stick around. We have more intel on this burgeoning scandal surrounding Biden and those classified documents they found in that, that institute that's being funded by the Chinese. It is a crazy story. We're also going to be talking to a new congressman from Georgia's 6th Congressional District. We'll be uh, chatting with Rich McCormick. And later in the show, we're going to be talking with the editor of The College Fix, and they're doing some great work, and we're going to be getting to um, to, to their um, to their editor a little bit later on. By the way, speaking of that, I've got to share this story with you. So let's just say um, you're at a social gathering and someone says, all right, so what do you do for a living? What do you do? And you can say, oh, I'm a scientist. Okay, what's your field of study? Well, you can't say that word anymore. According to the University of Southern California, USC, they are now banning the word field. So you're no longer allowed to say field. And here's the reason why. Uh, They say working in a field may have connotations for descendants of slavery and immigrant workers. I am not making this up. We have the story up on our website. It's insane. The university uh, fired off a letter letting people know that the word field has now been replaced with a more inclusive word, practicum. So if you're having a conversation, oh, what's your practicum? So, 
you know, it makes you wonder if they're going to ban if they're going to ban kids from you know wearing cotton clothes made out of cotton. That's coming down the pike. You know it is. And the dining hall, God forbid, they ever serve fried chicken again, ever. So anyway, uh, USC says, "Hey, look, this is all about being. Uh, we don't. We this is. Um, we don't want to be using any language that might be anti-black or anti-immigrant." <laughs> You can't make this. You can't make this up, folks. Uh, this is the University of Southern California and their School of Social Work that's uh, coming coming up with these uh, these lunatic ideas. Have you noticed that it's always the left now that's banning the words, banning the books, banning the phrases, anything that might cause offense? These people are freaking out over. It's unbelievable. I will say this, and I do have a question. And I, and I, and in all sincerity, uh, you think I was joking with cotton? There is a a college, a there, I believe, a Lipscomb University, and the president got in trouble because they invited African American students over for dinner at the university president's home, and there was a decoration that was made from cotton, and someone took offense at it. They had to apologize. So I got a question. So you're not allowed to use the word field anymore. What are they going to call that great big patch of grass that the Trojans play on every Saturday? What are they going to call that? Jeez, uh, hello, America. All right. Uh, hey, hour two coming up. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh yeah. All right, hello everybody, welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Happy to have you with us today. I hope things are going well, wherever you might be. All right, uh, here is... The number to call in for this hour of the program, 844-747-8868. Toll-free telephone number, that's 844-747-8868. So this morning, what, around 3 o'clock this morning, there was some sort of an issue with um, with the technology um, that determines, um, you know, alerting air pilots what runways are open, which ones are closed. Anyway, there was a glitch. At least that's what they're telling us. And they had to shut down air travel. They had to issue a ground stop from border to border, coast to coast, across the fruited plain. 
and um, it, I think air travel was down until about 9 o'clock Eastern. They started getting the flights back up, but thousands of people are stranded all over the country. Joe Biden was asked about this earlier today, and he was um, on the phone with the Transportation, Transportation Secretary, uh, Pete Buttigieg. And uh, Booty Judge, who his previous job, he was the he was the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, but he was a diversity hire for the White House, uh, much like Corinne Jean Pierre, who was the White House press secretary. So this particular administration, they actually hire people based on a certain skill set, and what is that skill set? Well, it is skin color and it's your sexual preference. Those are very important to the Biden administration. Whether or not you can do the job, that is not the point. They want to make sure that they're getting diversity hires in there. They're not looking for the best person for the job. And so uh, you had outright chaos at the airports over the, the holiday season, the Christmas break. It was insane. And now you have this situation. Meanwhile, uh, Pete Booty Judge is literally flying all over the world, going to events, vacationing with the husband. He took maternity leave, pardon me, paternity leave. Uh, we saw the pictures of he and the, the husband in the hospital bed um, appearing to learn how to chest feed their children. It was all there. But the guy doesn't have time to actually do his day job. So anyway... Chaos ensues this morning, and the reporters rightfully ask President Biden, hey, what's going on here? Here's what the president said. Hey, I just spoke to Buttigieg. They don't know what the cause is, but I was on the phone in about 10 minutes. I told him to report directly to me when I find okay, out. Okay, enough of that. You can't even hear the guy. Uh, the, the, the plane, why do they do that? I don't understand why they do these things right by the planes. But anyway, Biden said, yeah, I called Buttigieg. And Booty Judge has no idea what the problem is. Sir, you're the freaking transportation secretary. And I want you to think about this. This That conversation happened this morning. The planes had been grounded since about 3 a.m. And you're telling me that, that Booty Judge had no way of knowing or getting information on what happened? We're going hours without knowing? Now, I just, I'm just i going to throw this out there, folks, because one of the things they did immediately, and this is why I always the, the radar antenna goes up when this happens, they were real quick to say, we don't know what the problem is, but we don't think it, we were hacked. We don't think it was terrorism. We don't think it was a cyber attack. Well, really, how do you know that? Because you just told us that you have no idea what just happened. You just, The president of the United States just told us that he was on the phone with his transportation secretary, P.D. Booty Judge. And Booty Judge has no idea what's going on, doesn't have a clue. And why would he? The guy couldn't even fix potholes in South Bend, Indiana. What makes you think that he's going to be able to know anything about transportation? So I hope you get to where you're going to today, folks. I mean, if you're waiting on a package or a grandchild, you may be uh, waiting at the airport for a little while. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844 747 8868. So where is that story? Our good friend, Sarah Sanders, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the nation's youngest governor. She's 40 years old, by the way. I like her. Uh, right across the river from us in the great state of Arkansas. And she's officially banned a woke word from government documents. And what is that woke word? 
It's Latinx. By the way, I didn't realize I had been mispronouncing that word all all this time I, because I've been I've been saying Latinx or Latinx, L A T I N X, right? You would think Latinx, but that's not the correct pronunciation. It's Latinx. So anyway, uh, Sanders says uh, that term is a pejorative. It's ethnically insensitive, and she's banning it. And I say, good for her. A Pew Research poll indicates only 3% of American Latinos and Hispanics use that word to describe themselves. Now, look, here's the deal with this word, Latinx. The woke white crowd, they love that word. Oh, we're just so – we love the Hispanic people, and shame on you people for – shame on Taco Bell for cultural appropriation. These are the people that will not go to Taco Tuesday because it's cultural appropriation. Uh, But at the same time – Cinco de Mayo turns around, oh, man, it's all on. Burritos, margaritas, you name it. But this is nothing more than an effort by the woke white liberal crowd to prove that they're not xenophobes. That's all that is. As a matter of fact, there is a major Spanish language institute in Madrid. That's in Spain. And they say, hey, look, this makes no sense whatsoever because you can't do this. You can't just add the letter X. It's Latin X is a gender neutral alternative to Latino and Latina. But but the institute, the language institute, the Spanish language institute says that you can't put the X there. It doesn't work. They need a vowel. You can't do that. So anyway, Sanders says they're giving it the heave-ho. And I say good for you because, again, these woke white liberals are buoy loco. It's true. They, they sincerely are. All right, moving along now, um, we've got some audio, and I've got to play this now because we are slammed, and we're, we've got to get into this investigation into Joe Biden and the secret documents in just a moment. But I want to play some audio from MSDNC, a television hostess there by the name of Joy Less brown and well no her real name is joy but she there's no joy in in this woman we call her joyless here anyway she had congressman uh, byron donalds on who is the black republican from florida and anyway congressman donalds was nominated his name was in the hat to be the next speaker of the house and i thought that was a pretty good thing but the people on the left are saying this was racist and that Congressman Donalds is an Uncle Tom. So anyway, uh, Donalds invited or was invited to appear on Joy Less's MSDNC show, and he decided, you know what, I'm going to do that. And here's how that went down, cut number 11. Because you got into it back and forth with a fellow congresswoman who was critical of the nomination because it definitely looked like they were looking for a response to Hakeem Jeffries in you. Uh, no, that was not any. Because you've literally a, been there for one term, so you okay. you do I mean, not. You you've never to, been in leadership. I'm asking you the question. I'm, I'm so answering. that's what. And answer? the reason I'm asking that, I'm okay, just going to ask you this right, question: Is one of the things well, that hush up? Not, I don't know that you said it, but members have said is that they wanted to highlight the diversity of the conference. There are four African American members in the House Caucus, the Republican Caucus. There are 56 members in the Democratic Caucus. So just it's more diverse. There are more African-American members just that are House Committee ranking members 
they're at the, the same number that are actually members of the entire Republican House caucus. Right. So do you not believe that the idea was to make a diversity statement by nominating it? Well, actually, first, that was not the idea. Because I was in the room when the decision was made by people who chose to nominate me. That never came. And, well, and you, you still on. not explained I, how you're how you going to leadership. Are you going to let me answer your question? Sure, or you tell us. Me? Okay. Mm-hmm. Number two. Now let's go back. The reality is, is that a lot of members actually do believe in my ability to lead. They do. Am I to be despised for my youth? because I've served one term, when members know that I have the ability to engage other members through the conference. But it's even bigger than that. Listen, we were at an impasse last week in our in our speakership elections. We got that done. Kevin McCarthy is now Speaker of the mm-hmm. House. At the same time, I was working with members on both sides of our conference to make sure that we can get the job done, and we did. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that matters. And that's the only thing that matters. Thank you, Congressman. The problem with Joyless Reed, by the way, is the woman just will not let let someone answer a question. And and this is brilliant because Byron Donalds was not to be trifled with. He came armed with facts for this interview. I want to play some more audio from this uh, this crazy encounter on Joyless's uh, program yesterday where she tries to call him out on Social Security and he he went after it. Cut number 10. My friend Jody Arrington, who's going to chair budget, he wants to look into the budget and also look into entitlements. Do you know that Social Security is going to be insolvent in 2035? It is not going to be. That yes, is not true. That, that is actually, actually not true. No, it's actually not true. Now, Joy, it's actually not true. Joy, it's actually I'm a finance not true. professional. It's actually not true. But it's actually not true. The financial community. I that's actually not true. Social that's actually not true. Will go insolvent. That's actually not true. Those are the facts. That's not Should true. Should we not prepare that is not for true. that? What the Republican Party and what the Tea Party have proposed is privatizing Social Security, which would actually subject Social Security to the whims of the market, which I don't think that people, that's not what they paid into. All right, there you go. Sorry about that, folks. Um, I think we've got a couple of uh, technical demons today, uh, so just kind of bear with us as we go through through all this. But you get the point of it, and we're just back and forth forever, forever. And she kept, no, it's not, no, it's not, no, it's not, no, it's not, no, it's not. Woman, please, calm yourself. 844-747-8868. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. ToddSterns.com. Uh, we've got some great stories posted. If you want to see, check out that piece we were talking about in the last hour from USC, now banishing the word field because it's racist, we've got that uh, story up as well. By the way, um, our good friend David Horowitz, the best-selling author, has a brand new book out. It's called The Final Battle, and David reveals a secret war underway in America. Democrats, woke culture, new generation, destroying our culture and ending our freedoms. And Horowitz says their plan is taking place in our schools, churches, and even in our military. And all this week, that's why you need to be watching David Horowitz on the Chris Salcedo Show as he reveals the real threat of Biden, Obama, big media, and more. Horowitz names names. So be sure to tune in to Newsmax. That's the network I watch, and I'm proud to be a contributor. You can watch Chris Salcedo and David Horowitz, and make sure you get yourself a copy of The Final Battle. By the way, if you want to, you can save $28 and get the book by going to finalbattle611.com. That's finalbattle611.com, and you're going to be able to get a free copy of David's book today.
right, folks. Welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. So, look, um, here's the latest we've got on this growing scandal involving Joe Biden and these classified documents that were discovered in an institute that is run by the University of Pennsylvania. It has Biden's name attached to it. It's Biden's Institute, and it's financed by the Chinese. Millions of dollars pouring into the University of Pennsylvania. So anyway, Biden was asked about this yesterday. Uh, Let's play cut number two. People know I take classified uh, documents and classified information seriously. When my lawyers were clearing out my office at the University of Pennsylvania, they set up an office for me, secure office in the Capitol, when I, the four years after being vice president, I was a professor at Penn. Uh, they found some documents in a box, you know, locked cabinet, or at least a closet. And as soon as they did, they realized there were several classified documents in that box. And they did what they should have done. They immediately called the archives, immediately called the archives, turned them over to the archives, and I was briefed about this discovery and surprised to learn that there were any government records that were taken there to that office. But I don't know what's in the documents. I've, my lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. I've turned over the boxes. They've turned over the boxes to the archives, and we're cooperating fully, cooperating fully with the review, and which I hope will be finished soon, and uh, there'll be more detail at that time. Really? Do you really believe that, ladies and gentlemen? Are you believing what the President of the United States is selling us here? Are you believing that what he's been out of uh, out of the vice presidency for, what, seven years, eight years, and you're telling me that now all of a sudden, just literally days before the midterm elections, they suddenly realized, oh, wow, we've got all these classified documents here. We better do something about it. And by the way, these classified documents involve Iran and Ukraine and the United Kingdom. And you're trying to tell me that this is some sort of a coincidence? But beyond that, the vice president is not allowed to handle any classified documents at all. So why were those in the possession of Joe Biden and the institute that's financed by China? You know, it seems to me that what the FBI should have done is staged a raid on every home and business owned and operated by the Bidens and their crime syndicate. Guns drawn, pre-dawn raid. That's what they did on Mar-a-Lago. That's what they ought to be doing with Joe Biden. Because, again, we don't have any idea what they've got. What else is lurking out there? And while they're at it, are they going to be rummaging around in the first lady, Dr. Jill Biden's uh, panty drawer, as they did Melania Trump? What about what about what they did to Barron Trump, the president's teenage son? They're going to be going after Hunter Biden, turning everything over in his bedroom. You might want to wear gloves and get a tetanus shot, but you know what I mean? There's a double standard here. Quite frankly, I mean, you've got the left. They were demanding that that President Trump be marched out of Mar-a-Lago in handcuffs. But they're not doing that with Joe Biden, are they? No, they're not. And by the way, the big difference, a key difference, and I know what Karl Rove said. Karl Rove's a moron, ladies and gentlemen. Not many people on the conservative side of the aisle are willing to say it, but I am. The man's a moron. Karl Rove is out there saying that what President Trump did is far worse. No, sir, Mr. Rove. Somebody needs to smack him upside the head with that whiteboard he's got. And I'm speaking rhetorically, of course, not literally. 
Anyway, Carl Rove on Fox News providing his analysis. But it's not worse because President Trump had the right to declassify. And keep in mind, what was it that the classified documents were actually covers of Time Magazine? That's that that that's I'm I'm not making this up. So there you go. Uh, Trump goes after Karl Rove. By the way, Karl Rove was as usual wrong when he stated then VP Biden's highly confidential papers were in his office for many years were in any way similar to the Secret Service guarded and otherwise very secure Mar-a-Lago papers. Biden was not then president, had no power to declassify, and came under a very tough Federal Records Act. I come under the much more generous Presidential Records Act, was having productive discussions with radical left um, at the National Archives, and did everything right by the book, a giant scam. Well, Trump's right here. You may not like the guy, but he's, he's, he's telling the truth. Otherwise, he would be in jail right now, and he's not. All right, we got to take a break here. What do you think they ought to do with Biden? Should they treat him the same way they did Donald Trump? 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. This is the Todd Stern Show. Well, now that uh, the system is up and running, our primary focus is to determine that root cause. And I've directed FAA to figure out uh, exactly how this happened, uh, the timeline piece by piece about uh, what was known overnight uh, going into uh, last night and then coming out of it. And most importantly... uh, as you might imagine, a critical system like this has a lot of redundancy built into it with backups. So we need to understand why with uh, all of that redundancy, it still rose to the level uh, that there had to be a ground stop lasting about an hour and a half and the kind of delays that we saw. All right. Let me explore. That's, by the way, that's your transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg. Um, let me explain how significant this is. The last time there was a ground stop border to border, coast to coast, was on 9-11, the day the Islamic radicals flew jetliners into the buildings. So what has the FAA been up to? What is, what is, what, what is the transportation secretary been up to? I'm going to tell you real quick. This is actually a message sent out by FAA News. So instead of focusing on what really matters, this is what they're dealing with. The language we use in aerospace matters. We've begun to adopt gender neutral and inclusive aviation terminology as part of our agency wide initiative. They even hosted an inclusive language summit courtesy of your tax dollars. You ought to be angry, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, at this moment, more than 6,000 flights delayed across America. Let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Very honored to have with us making his debut on the Todd Stearns radio program from the great state of Georgia, Congressman Rich McCormick. Congressman, good to have you with us today, and go dogs. (laughs) Go dogs. It's good to be with you today. I'm excited to get started. Congressman, I'd uh, like to get your reaction here um, to this massive story. Thousands of Americans stranded at airports around the nation. Meanwhile, Pete Buttigieg is doing everything but his job. Yeah, yeah you know, it's, uh, I'm, a, I'm a former Marine Corps pilot. My chief is an American airline pilot who just retired out of there. And, and uh, obviously, it's going to affect our economy. It's going to make a lot of people frustrated. 
uh, it's it's obvious that the current administration doesn't take the same thing seriously that we do. We understand that uh, anything to do with transportation, energy, all the things that the they're playing politics with has been resulting in all kinds of disasters. Congressman, um, one of the things that uh, we've been asking of our um, of our new Republican-controlled Congress is how quickly the investigations are going to get underway so we can get to the bottom of situations like this. Yeah, you know, it's a good question because, as you've seen, things go excruciatingly slow when it comes to holding especially Democrats accountable. But we do have a lot of things in the making right now. Uh, we obviously have a problem with Mayorkas lying to Congress, lying to the people. Uh, we, we have investigations ongoing on Hunter Biden. Obviously, what just happened with the double standard, the hypocrisy of the way they held uh, Donald Trump accountable for something and did not with, with uh, Joe Biden, that, that all needs to change. We, we have a judicial system that's been broke for a while, been very uh, jaded, and uh, it's time to get back to business where we actually have uh, a lack of hypocrisy. We actually have a standard that applies to everybody equally. Uh, again, Congressman Rich McCormick, but you're also Dr. Uh, Rich McCormick. And uh, as you said, you're a Marine pilot, uh, an ER doctor, and a father of seven. Y- you had a lot of avenues to go in life. Why in the world did you pick Congress? <laughs> Great question. Sometimes my wife asks the same question. Uh, I will say this. You know, when I was in the Marine Corps, I remember uh, we had Hillary Clinton uh, she, she didn't get in trouble for putting things on the server, for doing things that the basic airmen or seamen would get put in jail for. As a matter of fact, we had, uh, back about the same time that she did not get in trouble, we had uh, a junior uh, sailor who was on a uh, submarine take a picture of something that was classified. He never shared it with anybody. He didn't have any intention to share it with something. It was disclosed that that happened, and he got put in jail. Uh, she did something probably a thousand times more egregious that she was well she knew what she was doing, and she didn't get in trouble at all. We've had a double standard out there for politicians for an awful long time. Uh, one of the things that got me upset is I went down to uh, with a bunch of bipartisan doctors trying to find a solution for people on surprise billing, and it was a person in my own party that was serving up special interests that got me angry, and, and uh, that got me involved in politics. Didn't Four, four years ago, I didn't know one uh, politician personally. Uh, we went on to take on my own state senator. We we uh, did very well in a in a primary, and and then it kind of took a life of its own. And I think when you have passion, when you're authentic, when you talk to the people, and you are one of the people who understands service and and this great nation and what makes it special, then it starts to resonate with voters. Congressman Rich McCormick from Georgia's sixth uh, congressional district on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today. Uh, Congressman, another big issue, and we're going to be paying very close attention to this, is the debt ceiling and whether or not to raise that debt ceiling. I think we have to have those conversations now, and, and instead of just waiting until the week before. What say you, and do you support raising the debt ceiling? So I, I don't. I, I'm at least right now. I'm talking to a bunch of people right now. One of the great minds that we have here in Congress, a guy named Matt. Uh, he's already suggested that we fund uh, next. It, it, we can't come to a conclusion. Instead of freezing, instead of having all the, the drama that can cause people consternation and voting for the right thing uh, because of, of lockdown of government, stuff like that, we just have an automatic bill we can vote on right now that would fund the government at 95%. So therefore, you're actually having a cut in government spending across the board if we don't come to the table, that's going to force a lot of people to make some hard decisions. Uh, unfortunately, just like we do with the omnibus bill, 
Uh, sometimes we do the same thing with cutting the budget. We don't cut it where it needs to be cut. This is where special interest gets involved in it. It's very frustrating to me. For example, with Medicaid, uh, every year we, we seem to fight this 10% cut in Medicaid. If you did a 10% cut in Medicaid, you'd have more and more hospitals closed. Uh, the Atlanta Medical Center, which is a trauma one center in Atlanta, just closed this year in November because they couldn't afford their payer mix, which had a lot of Medicaid in it. You cut that uh, amount, you're going to do some really bad things. However, we do know that there's a, a ton of misuse of Medicaid and Medicare and other uh, health care spending, but we need to take precision, uh, if I could use a medical uh, analysis, basically kind of scalpel to carve out the fat rather than carve out the things that we actually need in medicine. We need to do that with all of our budgeting process so that we can get rid of the things we really don't need and not just do straight across cross budget cuts. What would you say, uh, Congressman, being new boots on the ground in, in Washington, what would you say is the number one priority in your estimation? Well, if you want to talk about individual versus uh, conglomerate, uh, on an individual basis, I'm one out of 435 votes. Uh, it's most important that I serve my constituency. Uh, I know there's a lot of different kinds of Republicans and there's Democrats in my district. I need to make sure I'm paying attention to what they need. I mean, I can't control everything we do in the government, but I can sure uh, control the amount of response I give to my district. I think on a holistic view, if you want to talk about what Congress needs to do, uh, there's nothing more important than this budget, getting it under control. Our kids are going to suffer for our sins right now. And, and right now, our entire budget is going to be taken up with just paying back debt if we're not careful. Uh, we have some huge future uh, fights over health care coming because health care is the fastest growing uh, cost to Americans. It's also the largest amount of money we spend in the government, second largest we spend in businesses. Uh, we, we have a bunch of things to address in the, the way that we're approaching education, which is also a huge expense and inflationary cost. Uh, I, I think th- there are so many different things we could go after right now, but we have to be very focused on the first things first. I think we've got to get this debt under control, uh, skirting our so- southern border, which has everything to do with not just economic ramifications, but the fentanyl abuses, uh, which is killing over 100,000. My last shift was on December 28th. And I had an overdose on that night. I had to intubate. Uh, we, we had uh, every single shift I've ever had, it seems like I have two or three fentanyl overdoses. And I lost four patients this year because of that. It's very personal to me, but it's, it's affecting Americans everywhere. And oh, by the way, for every overdose you have, that's just the tip of the iceberg. If you have 100,000 people that die, that means you have millions of people overdosing every year, uh, usually several times a year. Uh, the child trafficking that's going through the southern border also. And the fact that they're not addressing this idea that, oh, you're, you're in an economic downfall in your country, therefore you can come to America because uh, you must be special privileged. Well, look at South America. The whole continent of South America has economic challenges because they're all gone the route of communism or socialism, and it's, they're, you can't take on that many million people. Uh, we have to have a real conversation about that. And, and uh, I think we also, like you mentioned, we need to investigate some people who have done some wrongs to America that we need to hold accountable. Well, let me jump in here. I, I just asked for one, but I appreciate you giving me the whole, I mean, there there are a lot of issues, uh, Congressman. But I think the the one we hear the most about from our listeners is the border and securing that border. Without a secure border, we do not have sovereignty as a nation. And we, we just don't know what's coming across that border. We have no earthly idea. And it's not the folks coming across wanting to pick lettuce that I'm concerned about. It's the ones who might want to blow us up or or do damage to our families. 
the robbers, the the fentanyl, the human smugglers. I mean, you go down the list. I mean, it is a dangerous thing, and and I really hope that the Republicans are going to be able to stand their ground on a lot of these uh, key issues. And with that, Congressman, we do appreciate you coming on, and we look forward to talking to you uh, down the road. I appreciate that. Actually, that was my first uh, speech from the floor was on that southern border. I'm with you 100%. Look forward to cleaning that up and uh, uh, securing America's future. God bless you. All right. Uh, Congressman Rich McCormick, great American hero, Marine veteran, emergency room doctor, and uh, he is uh, brand new uh, representing uh, the 6th Congressional District there in the state of Georgia. Now, I'm curious. You heard what the congressman's uh, list of issues are. I'm curious to hear from you. Uh, what is the big issue? What do you want Congress to address? 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. I wonder if Biden's given any thought to to uh, promoting Secretary Booty Judge. He would make a great, I don't know, Secretary of Gay Pride, right? Or Secretary of Pride. He covers all the alphabet people. And and get him get him the heck out of the transportation department because he doesn't know what he's doing. We need somebody in there. I mean, this is nothing against uh, Booty Judge, but the guy just he doesn't have a clue. Does not have a clue. As a matter of fact, they have been focused on everything except the trains and the planes. Uh, this is from the FAA News Twitter feed. The FAA's Jenny Boyle reflects on LGBTQIA plus visibility within the agency and encourages others to keep the conversation going to build a more inclusive workforce. Can we focus on the airplanes, please? And the airports? What about that? Can we do that? The FAA, again, aerospace is for everyone, and the language we use is matters. We launched an agency-wide initiative to adopt gender-neutral and inclusive aviation terminology, and they're inviting people to read a rainbow-colored inclusive language summit. I'm not making this stuff up. It's on the, uh, you can look on the official FAA Twitter feed. It, it makes you wonder what the heck is going on over there. So, look, I get it. If that's what they want to do, if they want to focus on all of those LGBTQIA efforts, that's fine. That's well and good. We can have that conversation. But can we do that in a separate cabinet position and not the transportation department that's supposed to keep the planes flying and the trains on time? I'm just asking. That's all. I'm just asking. On behalf of some very frustrated people out there. But again, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why Booty Judge was placed in that particular position is because of his gender identity, not his abilities. Uh, and I want to read this to you. I, I, you're, you think I'm making this up, and I am not. According to uh, this is Politico, and we had to go back and do a little bit of research here, but this is why. Booty Judge, and this is the extent of his transportation experience. Quote, this is from Politico, quote, I've also had a personal love of transportation ever since childhood. Booty Judge um, went on to say, I'm just kind of scrolling through this, that among his favorite board games is Ticket to Ride, which involves drawing cards and connecting plastic trains across vast swaths of the United States. 
He was actually criticized, by the way, as mayor of South Bend, Indiana, because he never could fill the potholes. So there you go. All right, let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Mark in the Villages, America's friendliest hometown. Hey, Mark, what's going on? Hey, hey, Todd. Just wanted to touch on a, two quick things before I talk talk about that shooting. Um, have you heard about Ocasio-Cortez? Um, she says that gas stoves are linked to brain damage. You know, yes, she's yes. been around a lot of big stoves in her time. <laughs> You know, this is yeah. No, we thank you for bringing this up, Mark. Uh, so yesterday, the Biden administration com- comes out. They announced they want to ban gas stoves. So they want everybody to go electric. I will say this, Mark. Um, here in Memphis, Tennessee, we are the barbecue capital of the world. No, the galaxy. Uh, there will be fighting in the streets if somebody comes after our smokers. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, like I said, she's been around a lot of those stoves, and apparently. Um, I wanted to talk about this shooting, you know, because I'm a United States concealed carry recipient as, as, as well, and you had other callers call in, and I strongly recommend everybody getting that insurance. Um, the guy apparently, you know, he overkilled it. He shouldn't have shot as many times as he did when the guy was going out the door. Now, if he's got his lawyer's pretty good, he'll see that when he was walking out that door, there was another Patriot sitting up in the top right corner. Now, he very well could have been protecting that Patriots up in the right corner, too. You know, I mean, there's a couple things that, you know, work in his favor. But shooting him afterwards, you're trained not to do that. You know, if I'm in a situation like that, I do not want to shoot anybody in the back ever in my life. And I never want to. I want to make sure I can try to confront him front on. But, you know, it's just unfortunate that this happened. And he should not have went over and shot and finished him off the way that he did. I mean, I mean, if I'm going to stand over somebody, I want to make sure I'm drawn down on them and make sure their arms aren't going to move. I mean, if they're on their belly, you can pretty much tell they're not going to move. You know, they'll move, but still, you got to watch it. But if they're on their back, okay, that's a whole other scenario, you know. But I recommend to people watching different case scenarios and uh, United States concealed concealed carry reciprocants. They show or the, the the videos. They show you how to deal with situations like this. I think nine shots was an is overkill. Uh, you know, in, in my situation, maybe one or two, two, three at the most. But I think he's gonna he's got some questions to answer, and he could very well get in trouble for this whole situation. The only the only thing that he's got going in his favor is there was a patron in the top right corner when the guy was going out the door, and he could say, you know, very well, he could have said, hey, listen, I was protecting that patron. You could clearly see people were laying on the floor and everything, fearing for their lives. Well, people were terrified. I would have been, look, I would have been scared. I mean, you got a a masked guy coming in there flashing what, you know, turned out to be a plastic gun, but it was a gun in their face. Uh, Yeah, so I'm with you. Mark, got to leave it there, my friend. A good hearing from you. By the way, Memphis, Tennessee, there's a city councilman by the name of Martavius Jones, and he's come up with a solution. We've had nearly 9,000 vehicles stolen. (laughs) In Memphis, it's terrible, y'all. I mean, it's really bad here. 2022, nearly 9,000 cars were stolen, and they're mostly Kias and um, Hyundais. Those are the uh, th- that's the criminals love to go after the Kias or the Hyundais. So here's what Mr. Martavius Jones, the city councilman, his solution is to go after the car manufacturers. He says they make it, they're making it too easy for these thugs to steal the cars. So he wants to sue the car makers. 
How about throw the bad guys in jail, Martavius? Don't be a moron. We'll be right back, America. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 3 of the Big Show. Good to have you with us today. My condolences if you are somewhere in an airport right now waiting for your flight it's gonna be a while it's a great big mess uh this is the first time since 9 11 that there has been a nationwide ground stoppage uh, involving our nation's uh, jetliners and air travel it's uh, the headline at breitbart travel hell usa uh, the FAA says some sort of a system failure grounded all flights. But Buttigieg, by the way, who's the transportation secretary, and his, it's his job to make sure the planes are in the air and the trains are running on time and your bridges don't fall down. And uh, Buttigieg is in a world of hurt right now. He is on the hot seat. People are demanding answers, including Republicans in Congress. And Buttigieg says, we really don't know what happened. And they're not ruling out some sort of a cyber attack. So we'll keep you updated on that. But it is a mess. And again, this is what happens when you appoint people to positions and they're not qualified. That's a big problem. 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, great to have with us from Arizona's 5th Congressional District, our good friend Congressman Andy Biggs from Arizona. Congressman, uh, good to have you on the program today. Hey, Todd, it's great to be with you. Great to be with you. You know, Congressman, we were uh, just uh, telling people this is the first ground stop we've had since 9-11 in this nation. And people are really angry over the lack of attention that Buttigieg is giving us in the Transportation Department. <laughs> well, he's distracted. I mean, I, I fully expect him to say, you know, if you if you want your um, airplane air air travel to work out better, we need to have electric planes. I mean, that's kind of his mantra: is all Green New Deal stuff. That's what it always is. Meanwhile, I mean, you've got thousands of people. This is just unbelievable, the the amount of chaos around the nation right now. And uh, there are many people that are calling for investigations. But again, this goes back to Biden putting people in positions based on diversity hires and not necessarily uh, able to do the job. And we need somebody that can fix all of this. And unfortunately for Buttigieg, the buck should stop with him. And I'm, I'm going to be surprised if he's still got a job by the end of the week. Well, I agree with you. I mean, he is—he was never, uh, never had the chops to do the, the Secretary of Transportation. Can't do it. Simply can't do it. Doesn't have the skill set. Doesn't know anything about it. Doesn't know what he's doing. And we still haven't even, by the, by the way, put to, put back together our, our supply chain system. It's—it's it's still messed up and still a problem. And and he owns that. And he owns this. Uh, and we have no idea what's going on with it, and 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 I just I I just find it really dangerous to the United States of America, both to our economy, but also to our national security, that you do have people running the country 
who actually um, do not have the capacity uh, at all in the areas that they that that they get to run, and they're they're fiefdoms. They've got massive budgets, and they've got massive power, and they get to do this, and they keep messing it up. Congressman, uh, Mexico's President uh, Obrador is praising Joe Biden, pointing out that he is the first U.S. leader in a very long time that has not built any additional wall at the border, uh, also pushing for an amnesty plan for Mexican illegal aliens. What's your response to that? Well, is he's right that that Biden has not built uh, any fencing. He's the first one in 20 years, first president in 20 years that hasn't built any fence at all. And and that's, by the way, that's when he made a campaign stop or a campaign promise to Mark Kelly in Arizona that he was going to build uh, fencing, uh, and that was nine months ago, and then that, that's never happened. He is so dangerous uh, as on the border. Um, they cleaned it up. It was a Potemkin village. Uh, he was there for just a few hours. He didn't see any of the human traffic, any of the sex trafficking, any of the drug trafficking, any of the overcrowding. He didn't see any of the of the place, the hole in the fence down uh, there in El Paso, uh, from Juarez to El Paso, that Venezuelans are coming through. He didn't see anything that would help him uh, understand it. They gave him nothing that would give him education or take him away from the comfort zone of his idyllic narrative. I, it just, to me, it's outrageous. And this is why I actually wrote an op-ed this morning. This is why Mayorkas needs to be impeached, because um, I don't believe Biden even knows what's going on at the border. These decisions are being made by Mayorkas, and Mayorkas has basically kill, uh, opened up our border to the entire world and made us a more dangerous place to live. And let's talk about those investigations, because that is one of the uh, the important ones for you and, and really for the nation. We've got to understand what's been going on there. Um, do you anticipate that we're going to see things happen as a result of these investigations? Yes. Um, they may take a while to get there, but we certainly have to press forward with, with like the Holman Rule, which would allow us to to uh, attack certain agencies and departments, and I'm thinking the FBI comes in because they're not they're not a, a cabinet level. We we would have trouble using that too on Mayorkas because he's cabinet level, but we could uh, we could use it, I believe, in the FBI and directors and that type of thing. So they're they're available to us, um, but Biden will no doubt try to protect and preserve these guys. But I think if enough pressure gets put on them. Uh, you might see some of them resign, move on, um, and that's that's really what has to happen as much as anything. You know, my my concern are these new documents that were found at the Penn Biden Center. We've been talking about it for the past couple of days now. Uh, clearly, uh, the the former vice president, then Vice President Biden, stole those documents. He's got no right as a vice president to have access to those those documents. And uh, Congressman, I'm curious, what are you are you hearing any intel on what those documents might have covered? We don't we don't know yet what they might have covered. We've heard that they deal with UK, Iran, and Ukraine, maybe more broader. Certainly, yesterday the mainstream media was saying, "Oh, just you know, just a few documents here and there." It sounds like it's a much bigger trove of docu- documents than that, more broad in scope, uh, and and also more uh, significant on the classified uh, scale and quite frankly i'm also we've been also trying to pick up some tidbits about the center itself you don't forget 
$54 million worth of CCP money, Chinese Communist Party money, going to that, uh, and some of that being funneled right into this place, some of it from anonymous donors. Uh, and and that, uh, you know, James Comer, who's going to be chair of oversight, I, I know he's already focusing on it. Um, I've had my staff reach out to his staff with some of the uh, the information that we've been given and fed uh, in the last 24 hours ourselves that I think needs to be addressed um, but I can tell you this, one of the big questions you have to ask, and I, and I don't trust the left saying, oh, well, we trust Biden. They claim they didn't find this till November. Um, I want to know if they found it before the election, if they suppressed it, if they sat on it uh, like they did with the Hunter Biden laptop. You see, I'm with you on that, Congressman. The timeline's not adding up. They just magically, they just poof, November 2nd. Oh, wow, oops, are bad. I, I, I'm just not buying that. No, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. And and it, it smells to high heavens, too. And then uh, to release it um, in, in such a fashion uh, at the same time that you have this crazy FAA thing going down, it, you almost wonder if, 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 if there was a paranoiac in my, in my, um, my mentality, you would say, maybe, maybe the FAA thing was, uh, had an interesting deflection away from uh, these confidential uh, security documents that Biden stole from from when he was vice president. Oh, yeah, I never really thought about that, but I mean, these days anything's possible. Uh, you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount that, uh, Congressman. You, I know you drew a little bit of uh, fire from the left because you said the whole family needs to be investigated, including Doctor Mrs. First Lady Jill Biden. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, um, they. They've been getting money from all different sources. I mean, I'm curious to know who the big guy is and, and see if there's a link. We need to find that out. And uh, Jim Biden, the brother of President Biden, um, and, and his uh, international income sources, of course, Hunter Biden, famously. And then uh, where's, jo- where's Dr. Jill in all of that? I mean, is that... Is that uh, is she unaware of where this is coming from? Uh, you know, what's going on there? All right, Congressman, we're going to leave it there. A lot of stuff going on, and we appreciate you keeping an eye on things for us. Absolutely. Thanks, Todd. Thanks for all you do. All right, Congressman Andy Biggs out of Arizona's 5th Congressional District. Congressman making a little news there by wondering if this FCC or this FAA outage was a result of maybe a deflection away from this massive scandal unfolding, and one that he says the entire Biden family needs to be um, needs to be investigated for. $54 million of Chinese money uh, going into that uh, university and that center. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Got to play this audio for you. This is it's a horrible story. But again, this goes back to the incompetence of Pete Buttigieg. So there was a, uh, on Monday night, there was an Amtrak auto train, and they got stuck in the middle of the woods for hours. No food. Uh, pet owners were not able to get their pets off the train. And uh, the reason why is there was uh, there was an issue further on down the track. So this was an Amtrak nonstop from Lorton, Virginia, to Sanford, Florida. And the train, uh, it transports passengers and automobiles. 
it's left at five o'clock and was supposed to arrive on Monday and was supposed to arrive at ten o'clock on Tuesday. But instead, they got stuck for hours, for hours. And apparently it was so bad, and, and this this is what made it even worse, is that they were there for so long that the crew had the crew on board timed out. So the train stopped and the crew timed out. So in other words, they weren't able to do their jobs anymore. And it took hours to get a qualified crew to the area to let the train resume its travel south. People were furious. They were calling 911 to say they had been taken hostage by Amtrak. Take a listen to the train conductor. Once again, for those of you that are calling the police, we are not holding you hostage. We are giving you all the information in which we have. We are sorry about the inconvenience. As soon as more information is available, we will let you know shortly. So the 17-hour trip turned into a 37-hour ordeal. Unbelievable. But this is Pete Buttigieg for you. This is his area. He's the transportation secretary. Amtrak is a government-run agency. And there you go. You know, instead of calling 911, they should have been calling Pete's house. Got to take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, everybody. We've got some audio we're about to play for you in just a moment, and you need to prepare yourself. So put down that ham sandwich. <laughs> you know, the country's gone plumb nuts, and a lot of this is because of our nation's education system. And what's especially happening on college campuses is just it'll drive you insane. Uh, we're going to be talking with the editor of the college fix in just uh, just a few moments uh, and uh, talking about some of these uh, crazy cancel culture stories going on. But but there's a raging debate now over gender and it's it's getting really bad. This is a professor, a teacher. All right. Explaining to the children that there are only two genders. T- t- take a listen. What about uh, folks who have wounds but uh, are not women, uh, like trans people, gender queer folks? Why do you keep saying women when this issue affects more than women? Because there are two genders, male there and female. This issue affects more than women. It affects trans men. It affects gender queer folks. Women have wounds. I am not a woman, and I have a wound. You are a woman. I know. I know. Whoa. Okay. Now, <laughs> calm, calm down now. Just calm yourself, girls. Uh, by the way, the we'll get the video posted. But And I don't want to paint with a broad brush, but I will be as descriptive as I can. These are some full-figured girls. These are big girls. And uh, they were having none of this. And clearly... <laughs> What were the, what was you saying? People who have can we play this audio again? I just I thought they were going to rise up and beat the poor professor. I and by the way, kudos to the professor for actually being one of the few people in higher education who understands that God only makes male and female. Take a listen. What about uh, folks who have wounds but uh, are not women, uh, like trans people, gender queer folks? Why do you keep saying women when this issue affects more than women? Because there are two genders, male there and female. Are. This issue affects more than women. It affects trans men. It affects gender queer folks. Women have wounds. I am not a woman, and I have a wound. 
You are a woman. I know. No, no, no. No, no, no. Don't get that Mexican Manchu crowd uh, fired up. They will come after you. And uh, you'd be surprised. Even those full-figured gals, can uh, they can move pretty quickly. They'll put a hurt on you. So anyway, there you go. Just, again, explaining why... Um, why things are so crazy out there. By the way, the Golden Globes, you know, that's the big um, awards, one of the big movie awards. Apparently, they're racist. Uh, take a listen. Here, because I'm black. <laughs> I'll catch everyone in the room up. <laughs> if you settle down a little bit, I'll tell you what's been going on. This show, the Golden Globe Awards, did not air last year because the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which I, I won't say they were a racist organization, but they didn't have a single black member until George Floyd died. So do with that information what you will. Okay. I, I, that's a guy by the name is Jared Carmichael. Uh, he is a is he a comedian? They say he's a comedian. I don't. Know. The guys are shaking their heads. We don't know. Uh, anyway, he's very upset for what exactly? Because uh, he's black and he's hosting the thing, so I'm not quite sure what the problem is. Anyway, uh, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is racist. So there you go. Uh, you can do with that what you will. Uh, by the way, I got a note from one of our listeners in the in the heartland in kansas how much are you paying for a for a dozen eggs these days i'm just curious how much are you paying for a dozen eggs you know we warned you many months ago that food prices were about to surge in california for example and i'm just this is just uh, an example in california the average price for a dozen eggs seven dollars 37 cents so I'm curious, what are you paying for eggs, other groceries in your area of the country? We'll do a price comparison here, kind of like the price is right. By the way, last year, those eggs in California, the average price, $2.35. So there you go. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. This is the Todd Stern Show. back with us everybody hey real quick i want to go to ann in hendersonville north carolina ann how are you today i'm doing fine thank you well good 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 so we uh, threw out a question we're curious about the price of eggs which apparently are skyrocketing around the country what are you finding there in the supermarket the grocery store in hendersonville they are four dollars and 88 cents so i'm rounding that up to practically five dollars for a dozen of eggs my goodness. And what were you paying for them back in the day? Do you remember how much you paid maybe last year for eggs? I sure do. There was 99 cents for a dozen of eggs. And at times they would dip down to 88 cents. And uh, Mr. Starnes, if we were comparing prices from 20 or 30 years ago, it would be understandable 
to have a five-fold increase, but to have a five-fold increase from one or two years ago is absolutely ridiculous. And you're not kidding. I mean, that's nuts. 99 cents a year ago, and now you're paying nearly $5 for for the same number of, of eggs. And you have to imagine that's really hurting people, especially with large with families um, that uh, that are maybe on a fixed income. Uh, this is nuts. It's nuts. All right, I- and. And I appreciate that update, and you keep us posted. Uh, again, folks, Ann says five, nearly $5 for a dozen eggs. It was $0.99 cents a year ago. Mm, mm, mm. All right, uh, let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, great to have with us um, Jennifer uh, Cabani, who is the editor of the College Fix, one of I really consider it to be one of the most important publications uh, out there, uh, covering a lot of the chaos and the cancel culture movement on American university and college campuses. Jennifer, uh, welcome to the show. Hi, Todd. Thanks for having me. Jennifer, do you do the grocery shopping or do you were talking about the price of eggs? It's just oh, expensive. Yeah. No. I absolutely. I live in Southern California, where currently we're paying about four seventy-five a gallon for gas. But at the height of uh, the Biden inflation, I think we are above seven dollars, which was just horribly painful. But I have three laying hens in my backyard, so that that's the silver lining for me. Oh, good for you! Oh, wow. That's you see, that's the workaround right there. Get yourself some uh, some chickens, some eggs. Love it. Yeah. I mean, they, they actually, funny enough, they are more expensive to keep than you might imagine because you got to buy the feed and the worms and the this and the that. But I have some fresh eggs and I'm not paying five bucks a dozen right now. So that's good. Good for you. Uh, Jennifer, the reason we have you on the program is to talk about, first of all, the great work that uh, you guys are doing over the College Fix. There, But there is a story you guys have up about diversity, equity, and inclusion language. Uh, and how the um, how that language has really soared over the past few years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've seen over the last 10 years, diversity, equity, inclusion, anti-racism, and critical race theory just take over higher education in so many ways. Inside the classroom, policies, procedures, hiring, tenure, it is insidious and it's everywhere. Where is this coming from? Well, it's coming from the progressive left who want to control your life, control what you think, how you vote, what you eat, whether you cook with a gas stove, what kind of car you drive, you know, and, and what you believe about the universe and, and you know religion. And they want government to be your God. And then this is how they the, the battleground for the heart and mind and soul of our young people is public schools and the colleges and universities that we're sending them to. Jennifer, when you when you look at the landscape and you have a lot of young people that are journalists for you working uh, on these college campuses and, and getting these stories out there, um, are you ever surprised when you when you see the numbers um, of stories uh, that are coming to you guys? I have to say, every day we post at least four to six outrageous, ridiculous, jaw-dropping stories about the culture wars going on in our colleges and universities, and it never ends. We're like a daily newspaper just churning out story after story to serve as a canary in a coal mine for what our young people are learning on at these institutions. And it just it just keeps coming. It's it's nonstop. And it gets I think it gets worse every single year. 
any particular stories that really stand out over the over the years that that you guys have covered this? I know we just we just shared a story um, in this program about USC, and they're they're telling people to stop using the word field, as in what is your field of study, because it has racial and slave connotations. I mean, you're 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 sitting here. I think the average American, and they're saying. Holy cow, what is going on on these college campuses? Absolutely. And probably a lot of your listeners remember last month when Stanford uh, document warned against using the word American, right? Because it's apparently offensive to people in Central America, or that's their logic at least. So, and this, these are stories are coming fast and furious at the, at the college fix. We maintain what we call a campus cancel culture database where we track and quantify all of these stories. Cause they, every week, every day we read a new story about some university sh- having their uh, speech shut down, a student group, you know, refused funding, um, a, a, a disinvitation. And so we started to track them and we, we launched the database in the fall of 2021 and we have 1,620 entries. Stunning. We added two a week in the last year alone. They just, it's just never ending. And we, we cover all these things, paintings, statues, mascots, everything that, that our country and our tradition and our history is built on is, is slowly but surely being memory hold, erased, and censored. And so we're trying to track it all and just, you know, keep people informed of what's going on. Of course, the College Fix is a publication of the Student Free Press Association. And uh, Jennifer, your journalism credentials uh, rock solid, uh, working at the San Diego Union Tribune. Um, also, you uh, held editorial positions at the Weekly Standard and the Washington Times. You know, it seems to me that a big part of this issue is getting the facts out there to the people. And the mainstream media, they're not going to be covering stories like this. What are you guys doing to help raise up that next generation of fair and balanced reporters? Yeah, so I do come from a daily newspaper background. I covered city hall and school boards and the local parade. And now, um, as editor of the College Fix, we work with undergrads who want to go into journalism. We're trying to find honest unbiased, liberty-minded young people, and we train them to, to tell the who, what, where, when, and why. You know, we're not, we're not publishing opinion journalism. We're publishing, we quote both sides and we let the reader decide, but uh, what we see as news is probably the most subjective part of what we do, because what we're covering is not what maybe the campus newspaper is covering or the mainstream or legacy media is covering. So we're telling the stories that might be ignored or don't get told to raise awareness, you know, among parents, students, grandparents, watchdogs, lawmakers, kind of sound the alarm to let them know um, that the inmates are running the asylum in higher education. We need to right the ship. Good for you. I, I just love this, and I think that's great. And as the owner of a media company, I can tell you we need good, strong journalists, and, and it's hard to find those uh, coming out of the public universities these days. So I'm excited that uh, you guys are, are really um, seeing that as an important issue. TheCollegeFix.com, we have a direct link on our website website, thecollegefix.com. Jennifer, we really appreciate you guys and the work you're doing. I'm sure we'll have you back on very soon. Thanks, Todd. Anytime. All right. Uh, there you go, folks. That's Jennifer Cabany. Uh, she is the editor of The College Fix, and uh, they're doing some really terrific work. And it really is about getting out there and telling the stories the mainstream media simply refuses to tell. 
I mean, really, field, you're going to ban the word field. This is where we are in this country. I want to go back, circle back to a story we shared with you early on. Uh, this is from Memphis, Tennessee. Nearly 9,000 vehicles were stolen in 2022. Those are the latest crime numbers coming out. And 43% of these stolen vehicles were either Kias or Hyundais. As a matter of fact, uh, there is uh, the, the car thieves have actually gotten a name for themselves. They're called the Kia Boys. And uh, people are really upset about this. The thefts mostly being committed by teenagers. Some, by the way, as young as 11 years old here in Memphis. So the city council, which is a progressive, Memphis has a progressive city council right up there with New York City and San Francisco. And there's a guy by the name of Martavius Jones. He is a city council chairman. And this guy is a far left lunatic. Mr. Jones is suggesting that instead of going after the criminals, that they need to be going after the makers of the cars, saying that um, that the car makers have a responsibility to make sure things are in place to prevent auto theft. Memphis police have recently given out wheel locks to the public while supplies lasted to help combat thefts. Quote, we're hoping to see less auto theft, promoting steering wheel locks and all other types of mechanisms to try and curtail the theft. Mr. Davis, or rather Chief Davis, uh, mentioned that the department has more wheel locks than they intend to give out to the public by the end of the month. Well, that's good news. Anyway, Mr. Jones um, says Memphis should be monitoring ongoing legal action in cities like Columbus, Ohio, to see if they, too, should consider filing lawsuits against the car makers. In the past, both Kia and Hyundai have stated their vehicles pass safety standards and offer enhanced anti-theft packages that can be purchased at dealerships. So there you go. Uh, they want to make the – instead of going after the criminals, we're just going to punish the car makers. That, that's what we're going to do here. 844-747-8868, our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, let's get to the phones here. <laughs> 844-747-8868. That is the telephone number. Let's go to the OG Bill. Is this Bill from Cordova, Tennessee? <laughs> hey, good afternoon, Todd. How are you today? Bill, I'm doing well, and uh, we always appreciate you listening to our flagship station, KWAM, KWAM. Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't listen to anything else. I just was listening to the show here now and just aside from the terms that we can't use anymore, getting aggravated about this crime stuff. And I, I was thinking, and I told uh, Dylan, instead of holding, prosecuting the kids and the criminals and suing the automakers or whoever manufactured something that was used for a crime, maybe we should prosecute the people that are making it easy for these kids to get away with this stuff with no consequences, no repercussions. I'm talking about Steve Mulroy, and I'm talking about Octavius Jones and, now, our national audience, yeah, our national audience wouldn't know who those people are, but Steve Mulroy is the district attorney in Memphis, Tennessee. 
Uh, and then this Martavius Jones is the city council guy we were talking about. But I right, think right. I think that's a fair assessment there, Bill, that, you know, you really do need to focus on these lawmakers who are, in effect, coddling these criminals and basically aiding and abetting the criminals. Exactly. And they're also um, making our lives more dangerous, yours and mine. We are at risk because of their actions. You know, I like that idea. Maybe we ought to float that. Um, this is a terrific idea. Legislation. I have one every now and then. Legislation that would hold the lawmakers accountable for coddling these criminals and these thugs. And, and not following the laws of this country. We've got laws on the books for most crimes and the penalties that go with them, but they're not being enforced. Bill, I'm curious. Are you a long timer here in the Memphis area? I've been here since I was four. All right. So you've been around uh, the, the city for a while. Do you remember, was oh, yeah. there was there ever a time when it was a good place to live? I mean, there there, there wasn't the rampant crime? Yes. And- yes. Um, I, I think the last time I remember is Dick Hackett was mayor. We had a fully staffed police force. We had, uh, we didn't even lock our doors in the part of town I lived in, which was Frazier, actually. You didn't have to lock your doors. You were fine. Didn't have to worry about anything. And now, you know, you get out of your car, you got to lock your car within five feet of it or somebody's behind you trying to get it. Well, there you go. It's, and and it's, it's sad that we've come to this point. But this is what happens when you advance that defund the police agenda. This is what happens when you declare war on cops. And this is what happens when you don't have a mommy and a daddy in the household. That's what right. happens. Yeah, All right. And that's what I said the other day. Maybe the police would need to be spanking some of these kids before they send them back home. Whip them. All right, Bill, appreciate the call. Thanks for listening. 844-747-8868. Oh, bad news for you Disney people. Uh, looks like uh, you got to go back to work. Are people still doing that? Are still people working at their homes, these hybrid workers? You know, back back when I was a, back when I was a kid, they used to make people go to the office to go to work. But hybrid employees at the Walt Disney Company will soon have to work in person four days a week. Four days. Wow. Now, that's going to bust the bank right there. Anyway, um, folks, tomorrow, great show coming your way. And I'm telling you, these investigations are getting intense. Uh, we're going to be keeping you updated on the very latest, especially involving the the president and the the reports that they found these classified documents at the Penn Biden Institute. So we're going to keep you updated on that story as well. Uh, by the way, big big problems in the UK. A pop star, um, the pop star's album, Demi Lovato, uh, her album cover has been banned across the UK. You want to know why? This is pretty fascinating. Demi Lovato is a is she a pop is she popular among a, y'all's generation there? Yeah, Kyle and uh, Dylan are saying that eh, sort of. Okay, maybe not. Anyway, Lovato has a brand new album called Holy Effort. That's the name of the album, and it on the cover is a cross. Coupled, this is from Fox News. Coupled with a reference to Holy effort, um, which in that context was likely to be used as linking sexuality to, to the sacred symbol of the crucifix, it was found to cause serious offense. 
The record label said they did not think the poster would be seen as that offensive. Really? You don't think so? You don't think that having the uh, the crucifix there and somebody up on the cross with the word holy blank, it would, would they wouldn't find that offensive? Anyway, I think it's a fascinating story. Uh, Fox News has it up on their their website. Demi Lovato's people are not chatting, but she performed at the iHeartRadio Jingle Ball last month in New York City. So clearly the people over at iHeart seem to have no problem with this uh, profane gal. I think she's she probably needs to work on the whole. She's got that whole, like, um, I don't know, the emo vibe going now. It's weird. I thought that I wasn't a big fan of that when it came the first time around, but now it's back again. So uh, there you go. You know, just give me a little bit of Hank Jr., right? Maybe some Toby Keith. I'll be good. I'll be good. Hey, folks, again, do not forget, uh, now is the time to sign up for information about our big trip to Israel coming up in November of 2023. No Demi Lovato, but we are going to have a great musical artist with us. And uh, you're going to want to be a part of this. We're taking a 100 of our listeners to Israel. ToddStarns.com front page. You'll see all of the information you need. We want to see you in Israel in November of 2023. All right, it's been a great day, everybody. Get out there. I hope you get to where you're going if you're on the uh, airplane. Good luck with that. Be good, America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.